0: My next guest is a three-time Super Bowl champion, a two-time Pro Bowler, and an analyst for Fox Sports. We'll welcome back on Daryl Johnson. Daryl, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I can't. I can't believe the season is it's almost here. Was it like two, three weeks away?
1: I know. I know. What three weeks? Uh, three weeks from today?
0: Yeah, that's wild. What, what are some of the with uh, with with Brady? Are you concerned at all about this absence? Do you think he'll be back soon?
1: No, no, I know it's been kind of a bumpy offseason for for Tom and and really, you know, the Buccaneers trying to figure out exactly what's going on, Uh, the retirement, the comeback, uh, you know, not being able to get to camp. Um, So, I mean, I'd be shocked if it would have something that was surprising to Tampa Bay. So uh, there doesn't seem to be any red lights at this point. So just some things that that one of the ones that I heard was, you know, he may have made plans during his retirement phase there for a couple of weeks that he couldn't get out of. You know at that time so i'm sure that anything that 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 he's had a, a calendar issue with he made the organization fully aware of the
0: the rumor that's all over twitter that he's doing mass singer
1: yeah i saw that right that'd be incredible <laughs> have they ever
0: asked you to do that i know they had uh they had terry on them
1: absolutely not absolutely not
0: would you be interested
1: uh no no, no. i would not i would not I'm, I'm not the uh i'm not the vocalist
0: uh wow and then you, with 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 gronk retiring do you think that one's for good or do you would you be shocked if he comes back like week 17
1: uh, that's a tough one too. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, the, the link between him and Tom and everything, I, I don't know. Now, you, now you're hearing all this stuff with the Raiders, you know, it's potentially it was going to be Gronkowski and Brady out to the Raiders a couple of years ago. Um, so, you know, it's just a, a lot of speculation, but I think just the nature of the position for, for Rob, um, it, it's hard at that point when, it's like your body gets used to what your mind is thinking. OK, we're retiring and there's a lot more things that are going to shut down <laughs> for Rob that are yeah. going to be tough to restart than it is for Tom. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if, if Rob came back. I really would. I, I, I think that's a that's a tougher leap. I mean, if you're not staying on top of you know your fitness and your strength training on a daily basis, you know, for him to just jump back into something is going to be a lot more harder.
0: And if for, for your Cowboys, you, you think they'll repeat as the NFC uh, East champs? Or what do you, you think about their, their uh, prospects? Yeah, the right?
1: It doesn't, uh, you know, with nobody doing it since 2004, um, the odds are against them. And then you try to figure out who that team would be. And, it, you know, everybody thinks the team it, it's going to be Philadelphia. But Dallas matched up well with Philadelphia last year. Um, but Philadelphia had a heck of an offseason, kind of under the radar on what they did. Um, You know, A.J. Brown, the, they got better in the offensive line. They got better in the defensive line. Um, you know, those are two areas where Dallas – it was really interesting. Somebody wrote an article, and they said, you know, the way we watch TV today, if you're watching a series and the new the season is going to come out, you're going to go back to last year's, you know, season ender and, and just kind of get caught up on everything that happened. So he went back and he watched the San Francisco game in the playoffs to kind of see exactly where Dallas was at that time. And – he really felt that that they struggled in the offensive and defensive line against San Francisco, and and not Nick Boza. It was it was actually the other side. It was versus Tyron Smith as well. Um, Dallas did not get better in their defensive line. Did not get better in their offensive line in the offseason, and and actually may have taken a step backwards. So I think that that would be the big concern when you talk about Dallas versus Philadelphia, is that matchup uh, down in the trenches uh, that that usually determines the winner. Uh, that allows your skill players to to play at, at the pace and the level that they are able to play at. Um, and then I think if you look at the start of the season, I think Dallas starts out with, with the Rams and the Bengals, and then also the Buccaneers in their first five. And Philadelphia's kind of got a nice little kind of ease into the schedule before they play against each other in week six. So Dallas could be two and three, Philly could be five, four and one, five and oh um you know what what role does that play from a confidence standpoint if, if jalen hurts comes out of the gates real fast and he's playing well how much does that build into what he what type of season he's going to have so there's a lot of people looking at it that really think the cowboys are a lock to repeat i, I i'm not so sure right now i think you know you, you time will tell um but i think philadelphia got a lot better uh in, in the offseason and they were nine and eight playoff team last year
0: you think um, dallas is maybe thinking twice about should they have traded Amari Cooper? Looking at their receiver death right now, depth.
1: Um, yeah, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Um, they had to feel comfortable in in Michael Gallup getting back in time. Um, yeah, I think the Cedric Wilson thing is one that nobody's really talking about. I, yeah. I thought that that was a big loss too. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of a double hit trading Amari, and then having Cedric go to Miami. So, uh, it, it's definitely an area of concern. Um. Do they turn to Ezekiel and Tony Pollard more? Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, there, there's there's some there's some some challenges for Dallas early on. Uh, the defense is going to have to carry him. I mean, that's that's going to be the big thing. That defense is going to have to to really through the first you know that that first quarter of the season and, and maybe even halfway through the second quarter of the season is going to have to be the side of the ball. That, that takes care of everything. Uh, the offense is going to have to be complementary to their defense. Their defense is going to have to be a team that takes the football away like they did last year, give them some short field, special teams. What can we do from a special team standpoint? You know, Cavante Turpin's coming off a huge game against the Chargers last night in preseason game number two. So d- does he have that ability to provide that element uh, during the course of the regular season? Because I, I really think that that off the uh, the offense is going to have to lean on the defense and the special teams early on.
0: You expecting Trayvon Diggs to kind of elevate his game this year? I know last year he had a ton of interceptions, but he was also getting cooked a lot. Do you think this year is going to be, yeah, scrap the number back and just going kind to of be better in coverage?
1: Yeah, you would hope to be a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, it's great taking the football away, but yeah, to your point, you know that it, it was an area he, he got a lot of opportunities because there's a lot of passes being completed that yeah. way. Um, so you're going to get some chances to have some interceptions, but um, yeah, I think that everybody wants to see a little bit more consistency. Um, you know, from from him as a corner. Uh, and, and that'll be a huge step for him. Uh, he's already yeah. shown that he has the ability to take the football away. Uh, but now if he can get a little bit more consistent on those other plays, um, you know, that, that, that would be huge for him.
0: Were you surprised how impactful Parsons was in his rookie year?
1: I was, I was. Uh, when you're kind of, Yet everybody's talking about going at corner uh, with Sertan or Horn and they both end up being off the board when you come up. So you kind of fall into Micah Parsons and then he becomes that player that he was last year. Um, you know, sometimes it's just better to be lucky than good. Um, you know, I, I I think he definitely somebody has to step up on the other side. You know, Demarcus Lawrence has to, you know, somebody's got to help him out. Um, I, I think it's gonna be fun to watch Dan Quinn and, and how he uses him throughout the front uh, to, to get that pressure. Um, but they, they have to have somebody else step up. Somebody else has got to to, to be able to get some, some pressure opposite of Michael Parsons. Uh, the, the good thing is his athleticism allows you to move him throughout the formation. So you really can't get locked into him. Um, so th- that'll prove helpful. If it takes a while for somebody to be that complimentary piece and that front of getting after the quarterback. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I did not expect it. I did not hear people talking about him. Uh, you know, when they, when they drafted him and, and the way they're going to use him. I did talk to Dan Quinn Uh, right as the season was getting ready to start. And he said he is the best blitzer that he's ever been around. Um, So that was the first inkling that, okay, he's not just a linebacker. He's not going to be just coming off the edge. If he's that good, Dan's going to find a way yeah. you know, to utilize them throughout that front. But you're also talking about a guy who's been around a lot of really good players. Yeah. You, you think back at some of those blitzers they had in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really kind of what he structured in Atlanta, you know, he had a couple of yeah. really good blitzers in Atlanta that were, yeah. that were versatile. John Abraham him, made that yeah, up. Yeah. The, right. The, the, the yeah.
0: Tackle. Yeah. 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 And he and just players. comes right
1: out and said, yeah. I've never been around anybody uh, from a, from the standpoint of a blitzing player, whether it's secondary or linebacker that has the instincts that Mike has.
0: You think it's worth just lining him up at end like the whole time?
1: I don't. I think you get more no. value on it. It's kind of like Reggie White back in the day, yeah. right? You just keep circling Reggie through that that offensive line. He's going to find that matchup that he's going to be able to exploit. Uh, when you when you leave him in one place, you can you know these offensive coordinators are going to be able to you know design a game plan to kind of take him out of the game. Yeah. Uh, you, you can you can put a, hit, a tight end on the hip. You can you know chip him with backs. Um, you know, to me, to watch him you know kind of work through the middle of the, of the the lineup is where I thought he was really dangerous. I mean, he's he's unique off the edge but he brings that same athleticism down to the inside. Um, so we see everybody now trying to take that big edge rusher and put him up against a guard yeah. um, and, and work that short space. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Micah, you know, sometimes down inside the guard center guard area.
0: With Washington, the whole move for Wentz kind of just, were you kind of scratching your head at that or did it makes sense to you? It,
1: no, it makes sense. Um, you know, number one, you know, Indianapolis kind of stepping away from him. Um I feel bad for Taylor Heineke. It seems like he never gets an opportunity, um, you know, to really feel like he's comfortable and in, in, in the position to be the starter. Um, you know, last season, um, you know, you, you have a good year. Um, he, he's got some growing to do. Um, but, you know, that, that, that's such a, a critical position um, for, you know, for Washington. You know, Carson's got that upside. You know, it, it just, it, you know what Carson Wentz are we going to get? I mean, you go back to 2017 and how we played in 2017. I mean, he's on an MVP-type yeah. trajectory during the course of that season before he tears his ACL. So, yeah. Um, you know it's just it's it's been highs and lows for Carson as well. So, um, you know, you look at that quarterback market and, you know, you what's going to be the best fit for us? Um, you know, with with what what Washington's doing offensively with Scott Turner, um, you know, obviously you you looked at everybody who was available, you thought that was the best fit. Um, to bring him in so uh, I think it'll 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 be interesting to see but again that's a that's a team that, that should be driven by their defense early on yeah um, you that's, know they've yeah. taken some strides as an offense but that's going to be all about that defensive line playing at a level they were supposed to play at yeah you know, very disappointing last year um, yeah. you know after what they did two years ago that they didn't take yeah. that next step in 2021.
0: Yeah, no. The thing with Wentz just got me was just that they took on the whole contract because it feels like there was nobody else bidding for him, and they're really just bidding against themselves, and it kind of cost them a lot of flexibility with their their off season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you saw, you know, what what Carolina was able to do with Baker Mayfield, you know, yeah, in in July at that late stage, yeah, yeah. You know, being able to get you know Cleveland to kick a little bit in and have Baker re- restructure his contract. So
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. You know, you're gonna hurt yourself um, with with the ability to add you know help in different spots on your roster when you're yeah. paying full price, especially if there's yeah. no other bidder out there. No. And then
0: looking at the San Francisco, do you think Jimmy will be on the roster week one, or do you think he'll move him beforehand?
1: That's, uh, that's my game um, week one is, is San Francisco, Chicago. So I've been kind of reading all the way through their training camp. Um, it, it's kind of funny because he hasn't been practicing with the team. Uh, he hasn't been in meetings. So they're not doing anything you know that shows he's going to be a part of them moving forward but then just today there was an article um, and Mr York is talking about you know I'd be open to having both of them we have the cap space to do it and so there was like <laughs> there was this like little change of direction you know from not from from Kyle or from yeah. John Lynch but you know from from ownership and and it was just completely contrary to to what has been the kind of the uh, the voice you know leading up to that point um I, I don't know how you do it I don't know how you, you keep a guy at arm's length the entire training camp and then bring him in I, I think it's unfortunately I, I I think they all thought he'd end up in Cleveland uh, you know especially when the 11 game suspension came down under yeah. Sean um that's kind of a plug and play opportunity with, yeah. with Kevin Stefanski but um, it doesn't seem like there's any interest there so I think San Francisco's gonna end up you know just having to cut him
0: if you started kind of prepping for, for, for week one yet are you got looking at some tape for lands and fields
1: i haven't gotten into the tape yet um the the big one would have been being able to get out to see those practices uh at minnesota um but i'd already made plans to go up we were uh i've got new england uh week three um i've got carolina week two so i went up to new england to watch uh patriots panthers um so i'd already had that um you know kind of on the calendar so but yeah, I, I do. I will get into. I will get into Lance in the I'll, I'll go back and watch last year. I, I want to watch this year to see the maturity, um, you know, to see what you know what the progress was. You're reading about what the coaches are saying, but you always want to put your eyes on that, yeah, uh, and see if you see the same thing. Um, but but right now everything's positive. You know, it's still he's a young quarterback that hasn't thrown a lot, hasn't played a lot, so you still have some inconsistency. Um, but it it really sounds like, you know. The deep ball down the field, the football outside the numbers, very different than than Jimmy Garoppolo inside the numbers, middle of the field, the majority of the time in the passing game. Um, so I'm actually interested to see what Kyle what Kyle does with that, uh, because I've always I've always been really impressed uh, in the offense that that Kyle creates based on uh, based on the people he's got uh, on the offensive side of the ball.
0: When you were up in Foxborough, they offer you the OC job. just just looking for somebody. Was that did they offer you the OC job?
1: <laughs> no. I, I get to call a couple of plays. <laughs> what, what do you make? Of uh, it that? was uh, it, it was Matt Patricia most of the time. Okay, um, I did not see Joe uh, uh, Judge calling plays during practice. Uh, the one guy you did see every once in a while was in a two minute situation. Is, is that Coach Belichick? Uh, you know, calling some of the plays and just just kind of the some of the things we did that you heard up there is you know when he was in Cleveland, you know, before he went to New England. You know he was he was very involved in the offensive side of the ball more so yeah. than the defensive side of the ball. So, um, I've I've got a pretty good feel on on what they're trying to do. Um, and then, you know, I've got I've got a little bit of time to see you know those first two weeks be able to watch those two games uh, getting ready for for Baltimore New England um, to see if what what I heard what I saw is actually what they implemented in weeks one and two.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you think that shows a level of confidence in Mac Jones kind of early on that they're maybe or do you think that they really didn't think McDaniel, Josh McDaniel was going to leave?
1: No, I think the big thing is, is that offense was structured towards Tom, right? You're 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 20 years there and you're stacking stuff on top of the Tom Brady, Josh McDaniel offense. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, Mac, jo- nobody's Tom Brady, right? So Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. So what let's make this offense, you know, more suitable for what Mac Jones does. What does he do really well? And there are some differences when you look at what Mac does and what Tom did. So I think that really the transition coming out is is really just kind of making it, you know, even though Mac picked it up quick, I've heard it's cumbersome, you know, to learn that system. Um, So they wanted to kind of simplify it down a little bit. Um, But even though Mac had success with it last year, I think their thought process was let's make it user friendly for everybody. Uh, The big thing seems to be the zone run scheme um now you you kind of dig into that one a little bit and you find out that they ran zone schemes at times during the course of the dynasty with tom um i've always felt the thing that that new england does really really well is after free agency after the draft it seems like there's a big look at to what the personnel is and what gives us the best opportunity for success for success next year and it's been anything from the Randy Moss, Wes Welker style offense with three wide down the field vertical to the Gronkowski, Hernandez, two tight end looks uh, early on winning with a run game and a really, really good defense. Uh, you know, they they just seem to be that one team that kind of I don't want to say reinvents themselves, but there's there's a really good overview of where what are our strengths? What do we do well and how do we do that you know often? And I, I think right now they're just kind of they're gearing that back um they seem to be a little bit more athletic in their offensive line um Trent Brown is oh my gosh I mean just it was so much fun watching him in one-on-one pass rush I mean it's just he I mean a lot of people talk about you know great left tackles I mean he is gosh he was he was really really good and there's there was you know this is against Brian Burns there's some good there's some good pass rushes coming off the Carolina side um, so, but, but I think overall, when you look at that, I, I think the trend can still, he can, he's athletic enough to move into that zone scheme. Uh, and I think that that's kind of the lineman that, that new England has right now. They kind of, they probably fit a zone scheme more than a, than a man gap scheme right now.
0: Are you you're surprised that nobody's really talked about the acquisition, the acquisition of Devonte Parker, like obviously an in interdivision trade. He's had his injury concerns, but when he's healthy, he's, he's, he's a solid receiver.
1: There's been uh, the, the big talk there. He had a little bit of a breakout when we were up there on Tuesday, but the, the big thing was, you know, the 50-50 ball. He hasn't been getting a lot of separation. Um, so I think the big thing is is Mac becoming comfortable with Devontae and, and knowing when is that opportunity, you know, to give him a shot on a, on a 50-50. Um, it, it sounds like he's done a great job with that through the course of training camp, but but there is a little bit of concern. And we saw this when he was in Miami as well. You know, he's not – He's not known. He's not Amari Cooper as a route runner. He's not a breakaway speed guy. He is that, you know, let me get into a one-on-one situation and that contested catch. He's going to go make a. He's going to go make a play. Um, so they're still trying to, you know, get him to kind of hone in on some of the other parts of that that wide receiver position.
0: Yeah. Then obviously last season they went all in with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, but I feel like they didn't really integrate them that well last season. You expect kind of like an added an added push towards those guys that's going into this year.
1: Well, and and then also does that does that kind of play into the cumbersome offense learning it and, yeah. and you know in year one you know it, it it's a lot it's a lot um you know if, if you haven't been in that system for for years and years and years you know when you're walking on day one and you're like whoa uh you know did that slow Johnu and and uh, and henry down uh so um i'm not sure but it sounds like john having a a good training camp this year um, I, th- I think that what they're doing when you talk about the zone scheme and, and then all the bootlegs and everything that comes off of that, um, you know, that that's also going to bode well for the tight ends uh, in New England. So, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how, how it all pans out. But yeah, it, it, there are some things you start connecting some dots. And there are some things that lead you to that 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 was a that was a challenging offense to learn at the level it was, uh, you know, just after years and years and years of adding things to it that, that Tom was very, very comfortable. Yeah,
0: and then switching over to the NFC, are you surprised at the lack of hype around the Rams coming off the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, well, I think they were kind of surprised winner last year, really. I, I, You know, they got off to a great start. They had their, you know, their lulls. I, did they go winless in November, I think? I don't even remember. Definitely. Yeah, I, they might have been winless in November. Um, so I, I I think, you know, you look at it and, you know, you end up playing Cincinnati and, and, and beating Cincinnati, who's a surprise participant in the Super Bowl you know maybe there's just you know people aren't giving them the credit that they that they deserve to have won it last year uh but then you start out with a little bit of uncertainty with matthew stafford in the elbow um so you know i just i just think that right now you know you look at the the nfc west it's it's not the afc west but it's still it's yeah. going to be it's going to be a tough one um you know san francisco has had their number except when it mattered the most in that championship game last year. But Um, Yeah, they're under the radar a little bit, um, but you know, I just they're they're another team that there's there's a ton of transition there as well, um, you know, with just because of salary cap issues and everything. So, you know, how quickly do they uh, do they readjust and and move forward in twenty
0: twenty two? Which of the first year uh, head coaches you think are having the most success this season? Like between McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell, any of those guys kind of intriguing?
1: You know, the one that and and, it, and it's probably because I'm reading about him the most is, is coach Iberflus uh, in Chicago. Interesting. Um, it's, it's really interesting his approach to the head coaching spot. I think it's his first time at any level that he's a head yeah. coach. Uh, so he knows that his weak point is going to be game management. Um, so he spent a lot of the first part of the, the new year working with an analytics guy Um, you know, just kind of creating and simulating, you know, some of the, you know, the game time decisions uh, in game and a half and a game um, and just really grinding through that then kind of brought in his coordinators and kind of did the same thing as well. So, um, you know, after the first preseason game, he was really frustrated that he didn't get his challenge right. Um, So, so, you know, he's really been dialed in on all the new stuff and which I think is pretty cool, right? You're, you're, You're coming in and you're, you're very well known as a defensive coordinator. Um, what you've created in Indianapolis, what you did in Dallas as a linebackers coach. Um, you've got a good reputation, but now you're taking that next step. Now you're a head coach. Now you've got everything yeah. else that comes along with that. And it seems like he's really dove into that. Um, so I now it's gonna be hard, right? He's you know, they're trying to figure out their quarterback situation with Justin yeah. Fields, is he's the guy. Um, who does he have around him? How is the offensive yeah. line gonna protect? The offensive
0: line that yeah. offensive line is gonna
1: be yeah right this is another team that's really gonna to have to lean on their their defense at the beginning um and, and Roquan you know who knows if Roquan's gonna be there or not uh but but I just think that his approach has been pretty cool uh and how he's doing it um and I also you know I, I went to the Giants and Brian Dable was there and it's, it's kind of the same for Brian you know Brian is um you know really kind of Taking that next step as, you know, moving from the offensive coordinator to the to the head coaching position, but he's in a similar situation. Is Daniel Jones our guy? There's there's things that that Matt and Brian have to figure out uh this year that will put them on a trajectory to have success moving forward. And that's going to be is is our quarterback our quarterback of the future? And that's gonna be the yeah. most important, the most important thing that both of those guys find out this year.
0: How long at least do you think Daniel Jones has left?
1: I don't know. You know the stuff you're reading right now is, you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, and, and really what, the, what they're going to do is when they put Tyrod in for, for first team reps at practice, they want to do it like there was an injury. Right. Yeah. So it's going to, it's just going to happen. It's not, he's not going to have a script set up, you know, at some point, you know, coach Dable is just going to go Tyrod you're in and simulate, you know, the, an call the team doctor,
0: get, get, get the team doctor from the Chargers over there. Tyrod yeah. knows get <laughs> that, get that keep, a,
1: keep him away, keep him away. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 he, you just saw that, the boy, there's a lot of banter going on, um, you know, from the media. You know, the media is going to start it. Uh, but you watch Tyrod, and he's just, you know, he's just in, – in, and I've met him multiple times on multiple teams, and he's always the same guy. Yeah. And, you know, he never bitches and complains about not getting his shot. No. He's had some of the worst luck you could ever have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean honestly, he's going to start the game, and he gets – Yeah. You know, the doctor punctures the lung with an injection. Uh, and then here comes Justin. I feel Herber. like that was a
0: hit. I feel like that was a hit job. That, that, that yeah. doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah so,
1: but I don't know. You know it's, just, it's been a tough road for him, but he just, he just, he's the consummate teammate. Yeah. He's that great number two in your room. And that's why I think he always has an opportunity when he goes in and plays, he plays really well. And and there's just, you know, there's been some inconsistency with Daniel Jones through, yeah. you know, the course of training camp. So um, yeah, they've got to figure that one out. They, I mean, obviously they didn't pick up his fifth year. So yeah, okay. this is this it's all the marbles right now for Daniel Jones.
0: No, because I, I could totally see this division stinking like two years ago, and then Tyrod taking the job and the Giants are somehow finishing winning division seven and ten.
1: It won't be that bad. You don't think so? No, no, it, no, not, not, not like yeah. Two years ago was that was painful. That was painful. No. no. Um, it was hard for me to watch the NFC East having played in the early 90s and to yeah. see where it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, because we had teams that weren't making the playoff with a ten win season in the NFC East, uh, yeah. So that was that was a tough one two years ago. We can't we can't go back to that.
0: That second Cowboys Washington Sunday Night game last year, did you feel bad for Washington at all that you guys were just laying it on them or, or not?
1: Really? No, you never really feel bad for Washington.
0: So even though the defensive tackles were fighting each other on the sideline, that, that, <laughs>
1: that, that was, yeah, that was no. not a good look. That was not no. a good look. No. And then before I let
0: you go, AFC West, does anybody anybody intrigue you or do you think it's going to be like, stacked all around division?
1: Uh yeah, Kansas City obviously. Where they got six in a row now. So more than that. Yeah, but they got
0: a tough slate. That first eight weeks is tough.
1: Yeah, Pretty, yeah. yeah. So um, and I just I I think the big thing with Tyreek leaving is what does that do to Kelsey? I, I think yeah. Kelsey flourished with the ability of of Tyreek to take the top off, and yeah. that just opened up you know just huge parts in the middle of the field for for Travis Kelsey to work. You know, what What are his numbers like this year? What do they do there? Um, I think once you get off of Kansas City and you look at the other three, you know, for me, it's it's the Chargers um, that that I think would have the best opportunity. Um, I, I think it's a lot to ask Russell Wilson to come in, you know, year one and, and really be able to challenge Kansas City. Um, they've got a they're putting in a new system with everybody with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, the Raiders, um they're they're in transition again. Now they, they if if that offensive system is cumbersome from Josh McDaniels, yeah. what is it like at the very beginning? Is it yeah. you know, obviously as you as you go through it and you spend year after year after year in it and you start to add to it, does that make it cumbersome or is it cumbersome from the get-go? So how easy is that one to learn for, for David Carr and everybody on the offense? Um, but I just think uh I I like I like the Chargers. I like Brandon Staley. Um from a defensive standpoint, you know. Shoot, Boza and Mac coming off the edges. Uh, you know, you've got your franchise quarterback there. You've been able to spend money in other areas because he's on that yeah. rookie contract. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things in place for the Chargers that a lot of teams are trying to get to or take advantage of in that situation. Yeah. Uh, and they've done a really good job. You know, I, they they were aggressive in the defensive side of the ball this year. Um, so uh, I, I really think that if anybody's going to challenge Kansas City, it, it, it should be the Chargers.
0: Yeah. Actually one last one for you. With the with the Packers, do you feel like I don't know, they, they don't have as high of a ceiling going into the season? Obviously losing Devontae Adams is big, but it feels like they really didn't do anything to plug that hole except just grab a couple of rookies in the in the draft.
1: Well, I mean, I don't I don't know how you really plug that hole. I mean, no. you know, you, you talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and 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 Devontae Adams, and it's 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 fun to watch. I mean, it's really fun to watch. Um but that's you know that's the we just talked about you know with Justin Herbert and and being on that rookie contract that that's what happens when you're on that rookie contract you can yeah. you can spend your assets in other areas for those first five years, um, you know when you've got Aaron Rodgers you know being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL that that has that has impacts on a trickle down yeah. throughout your roster so, um, you know I think you know people saw that coming um, they have they have always struggled outside of Devonte adams to find that wide receiver even the i like lazard i like
0: i like lazard people aren't talking about Lazard. Yes. i think you
1: could. well i i thought all of them had op you know, lazard i thought uh say brown um you know what early on had potential yeah the Dobbs um you know, they, they always did that they all went for that big yeah. physical outside receiver yeah um, and they and they just missed a little bit but you know i mean back in the day the packers were, were as good as anybody at finding wide receivers
0: yeah um,
1: and they just they've just struggled the last few seasons and finding that that guy on the outside. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I can't do
0: you, you think Buffalo wins at all? You think they get their first Lombardi this year, or do you think somebody else crashes the party? Um
1: having grown up in Western New York and, and not really having a, a a vested stake in it, uh, I hope so. I really do. Uh it would be it would be awesome for that community. Um
0: especially what they've gone through this year with well, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the community itself. Yeah. Um it 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 really go a long way with the healing process uh, yeah. up there in Buffalo. So, no, yeah,
0: that'd be great. Yeah, sometimes
1: yeah. things are bigger than football, right? Uh, of course. But then, but then sometimes football football steps in and plays a key role uh, to help them yeah. get all that stuff back on track. So, yeah, that, no, that, yeah. Would, be, that would be tremendous. That's a great point. Yeah,
0: buddy. and they, and I they got the new stadium coming out in a couple of years. Uh, they, they look like a juggernaut so far. The, the running, Yeah, running and that was one that nobody thought like, was ever
1: going to happen. Nobody no. thought that they were going to get that new stadium.
0: No, I'm just waiting for Washington to get a new stadium, but that's – FedEx. When, when you go to FedEx, you just got to watch where you're going because you don't you don't know what's 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 solid and what's not. I oh. feel like FedEx FedEx is falling apart.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? That was one of the stadiums that opened up. And what, even when it opened, it was it was underwhelming. <laughs> I mean, what, what you see today. I mean, the way that, you know, these stadiums are being built today. Uh, yeah. You know, that was you know there, there was a lot of talk about it. And I think that that was just all occupancy. Yeah. You know, how many people can we get in here? It was, yeah. they really weren't worried about anything yeah. else. There was no don't
0: worry. Don't worry about the metro. If you don't worry about the metro being two miles away. People will walk, right? Yeah, right. yeah so, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and
1: we can, yeah, just keep squeezing those seats all the way down to the end zone. Yeah. We, we don't, we, yeah. you know, yeah. Nobody will get hurt there.
0: It doesn't matter if Jalen hurts gets the fan collapses <laughs> on him. No, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. But yeah, but I do really, really appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait for the season to get rolling, but it doesn't mean a lot.
1: Really appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. Take care. Enjoy the season. Appreciate it. Thanks.